Welcome back to the Land Survey Junkie. My name is Matt Vilbaum. I will be your host today. And today we are going to discuss a few things about what surveying is. We're going to define it, finally, and so you all know what we actually do. Um, however, first I'd like to give um, a thank you to everybody that actually commented on my last intro um, to the show. I got a few comments back. Uh, one is... Um, well, there was a good consensus that, one, I sounded nervous, two, um, my intro music was uh, too long, and uh, three, I used the word uh a lot, uh, or um. We're going to try to work on those. I'm not going to be perfect. I am a surveyor, not an announcer, so um, we're going to take a look at it. I appreciate the comments. Hopefully, this one's a little bit better, and I've done a little bit more research on um, actually how to record a podcast Hopefully it's a little bit better. So let's get down to it. What is surveying? You can go out there and you can Google surveying all day long and find a lot of different explanations about what surveying actually is. I found um, there's a few good descriptions out there what what surveying is, and I'd like to share those with you today. When you go online... There is a good website that you can look at. The International Federation of Surveyors um, have a really good definition of what surveying is, if you're going to look online. Um, it defines a surveyor as a professional person with the academic qualifications and technical expertise to conduct one or more of the following activities. One, to determine measure and represent land, three-dimensional objects, point fields, and trajectories, to assemble and interpret land and geographically related information, to use the information for the planning and efficient administration of the land, the sea, and any structures thereon, and to conduct research into the above practices and to develop them. All right, that was one. That's pretty good. It's a lot of words there, and there's a lot of things going on there. Um, however, I found there's a better one. It's um, written by Kissam. There's a book in my library. I have two books we're going to look at. Kissam is a general surveying book that back in the 70s was one of the main textbooks for many... Um, it's a textbook used by many programs out there within um, schools and universities and things like that. Uh, one of my old bosses actually took my book off my desk one day thinking it was his. Uh, he, we had the identical book. Anyways, this is what Kissam describes as land surveying. It says, surveying is the art of making relatively large, precise measurements with a maximum accuracy, and with a minimum expenditure of labor. That's it. Surveying is the art of making relatively large, precise measurements with a maximum accuracy and with a minimum expenditure of labor. In other words, they're saying make the measurement as accurately as possible and spending the least amount of time and the least amount of effort doing so pretty good one let me go ahead and 
grab my book, Browns. Anybody that is in surveying would understand what Browns is. Kind of like the Bible of surveying. There's two of them. The one we are going to pull from today that actually defines surveying is the Evidence and Procedures for Boundary Locations by Brown. I'm using the second edition. Doesn't really matter. Any of the editions will work. This is what Brown describes as surveying. The performance or practice of any professional service requiring education training and experience in the application of special knowledge in the mathematical, physical, and technical arts and sciences to such professional services as the establishment or relocation of land boundaries, the subdivision of land, the determination of land areas, the accurate and legal description of land areas, and the plotting of land subdivisions for record. That, my friends, is what land surveying really is. So there's been a lot of, you know, discussion on what surveying actually is. As I've read those three different descriptions, they're all pretty good. But if we mix the three of them, there's one that I tend to gravitate to the most. And that is um, surveying is the art and science of taking measurements on, near, or relative to the Earth's surface. It's one I've come across through my studies. I'm not sure exactly where I found it, but it is one that um, resonates the most with me. The one in Browns is a little bit more in-depth for the professional. Um, as you study for your licensing exams, all of those of you out there that are working on that, that is the one you're going to want to reference. So literally, it's on page three of, of that second edition. Pretty important. They will ask you that on your exams, um, how to what surveying is and, and what it is to, to the profession. So what does that mean? What does that mean for everybody else? Well, a lot of my guys, when they come to me as apprentices, they ask me that, well, what does that mean? Surveying is the art and science of taking measurements. Well, basically, before you're licensed and you're working under a licensed guy, you're you're pretty much a tape measure. <laughs> we we take measurements and we we jot them down in a little book, and we bring them back to our office and we give them to the office staff and they make they do whatever they do with them, right? So. As a field surveyor, pretty much before your license, you're a tape measure, you're a professional tape measure. And once you understand that, that your job there is solely to just take the measurements and record them, the quicker you'll get to where you want to go in a profession. What happens with those measurements afterwards is what surveying really is. So most of you out there that aren't in the surveying profession are very familiar with land surveyors as the guys that you see out on the side of the road, you know, taking, you know, looking through that little tripod looking thing that everybody thinks is a camera. No, it's not a camera. We'll get into that. Although some of the new, new models are cameras. They have cameras on board and, and we'll discuss that as well. You know, we can do a lot of cool stuff with, with photography and it's called photogrammetry and you can have it in the air and on land and we'll, we'll discuss that 
But for the purpose of most homeowners, they're like, well, what do I need? A, or most people, what do I need surveyors for? I mean, if you guys are just tape measures, I can pull a tape measure out and I can I can measure something and no big deal. You know, what's what do I need you for? And I'm like, well, I, I get asked that a lot. And I have a hard time explaining it myself. It's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. I, I even at myself have a hard time explaining what surveying is to people because it's that it's a, it's an art and it's a science. Um, let's go into the science a little bit before we go into the art. Uh, the science of it is, is we, we use a lot of math. You have plans, you have maps that were historically done and they have bearings on them and distances on them. And we got to translate what's on paper onto the ground. How do we do that? We use all that that math that we sat there in high school going, when am I ever going to use this stuff? Well, that's what we do. We use trigonometry and a little bit of um, beginning statistics and, and and for analysis to do that. It's It's not the easiest thing in the world, but once you understand what we're doing, it's super simple. <laughs> it's just taking a measurement and holding uh, an angle and a distance. And then we can pretty much do whatever we want. It's not magic. It's it's math. Um, that's the science behind it. And there, there's more science behind that. We'll get into that. What the instrument's actually sh- measuring and how we measure it. It's got a lot to do with physics. So surveyors are very versatile in my mind, in a lot of things. One, they're versed in math. Two, they know how to read plans and, and plats and legal descriptions. A licensed land surveyor in the state of California, anyways, is the only person that can actually write a legal description for a boundary. What does that mean for everybody? Well, let's say you have a piece of property that you want to subdivide let's say it's 20 acres and you want to you want to develop that land and you want to put in five or six lots into that into that um 20 piece 20 acre piece of land what you're going to do is you're going to call a surveyor they're going to come out they're going to measure the land they're going to create this three-dimensional topographical map by using measurements angles and distances and elevations and they're gonna they're gonna create a map of it. And then they're gonna sit down with with the codes of the area, and they're gonna develop a plan for subdividing that land. Now all those boundaries of those lots are gonna have angles and distances on them. And then what they're gonna do is they're gonna come out and they're gonna go ahead and what we call stake it out. So they're gonna come out and put that piece of paper that they developed into something real on the land. And they're going to come out and use the control that they had, the benchmarks that they had, and they're going to stake out those corners so you can see where those are. Then what they do is, okay, this has been approved by everybody. The engineer's on board. The city's on board. The county's on board. Everybody's on board with what's going to happen. Now they got to be described. So how do we do that? It's, It's a deed. And so that deed is written by somebody, and it's a legal description. 
state of California law states that only a licensed land surveyor can write that legal description. And it's got multiple parts to that. And later on in, in the show, we'll go over those different parts. So once that's then written and the plat is drawn, it then goes and gets recorded with the county recorder. So, all right, cool. That's what a surveyor does. Well, that's not everything a surveyor does. Why do I see him out on side of the freeway? Nobody's going to build a house there. Well, in construction, we help translate the plans to the ground. So we have all these plans that have angles and distances and measurements on them. And the guys building the road need to know where to build the road. Now, yes, they can read plans and they can pull a tape measure, but when you're talking miles of land, remember what Kissam said, large, precise measurements. So it's very large measurements. It's going very long distances. You can't just pull that with a tape measure. Traditionally, surveyors have done a lot of things with, you'll hear them saying, chains or pulling chains and that was a pretty much a rag tape of way back when or a tape measure that was literally chain links and it was a hundred feet long it had 66 links to it and so we would we'd pull a chain to make measurements we don't do that anymore we use what we call modern total stations those total stations are able to shoot a thousand feet at once, if not further, with very high accuracy. And um, we use statistics to kind of figure out whether or not those measurements we take are actually good. But for simplicity's sakes, what they do is they, what surveyors are actually, what we're doing out there is we're, we're making measurements and showing where on the planet we're on Earth, those plans that the um, the engineer actually approved are at. That's good for a lot of things. One, the road's getting built where it belongs, and it's not getting built onto somebody else's property. So therefore, when we're out there doing that, we're really protecting the public to make sure that the agency that is building their their project or the contractor that's building the project is staying within the limits that they're supposed to and they're not encroaching on anybody else. And then the other thing is, once it's all done, we come back and we do what's called an as-built. and We as-built it. So we create another three-dimensional map of the finished product and that gets recorded. So pretty much that's what surveyors do. It's, it's not rocket science. It's not magic. Uh, I've had a lot of people come up to me and go, what is surveying? To me, it just looks like you guys are out there just, you guys are pulling numbers out of thin air and you're just putting them in the ground and somehow they work out. Well, yeah, no, (laughs) we actually do a lot of research before we do any of that stuff. So let's go back to, let's say the homeowner. Okay. We have a house. Your deed for 90% of us well, maybe more like 75% of America, you live in a tract or a tract home. I, I do. I live in a subdivision. And my deed basically says 
lot so-and-so of map so-and-so recorded in such-and-such county at such-and-such book and page. Done. Because I'm a lot of a map. So they'll do subdivide, let's say, 20, 30 acres out into 50, 60 lots for people to purchase. And when they do that and they record a map, well, when I buy that lot, I'm buying a lot on a map. So my deed says that it's just a lot on that map. Well, yes, a surveyor wrote that, but that's the easiest way to describe the land. Another way of describing the land is called a meets and bounds. So they actually go through and they'll say, starting at this point, going to this point, this bearing and distance, and then going from that point to another point, this bearing and distance. And they'll go all the way around and they'll actually specify all the bearings and distances. So that's another thing. So let's say we're out in rural America somewhere, out in some farmland, and the farmer wants to build a fence, but he's not sure exactly where his boundaries are and we we do the research on his land and we find it's more likely it's a meet and bounds than it is so we pull the meets and bounds and we go ahead in autocad we draw it out per the legal description and then we go out and we try to find evidence of that description so that we can kind of figure out where in the world he is so that we can go ahead and replace the line that he's wanting to re us to replace. Or, let's say he wants to put a fence on the east side of his land, but he can't find the corners of his land. He doesn't know where it's at. But we come out and we go, okay, well I can find the... Let's say I go ahead and I dig around and I find the southwest corner and I find like the, the northeast corner, but I can't find the other corners. So I found two points on his land that I can hold and there is now a calculated bearing and a calculated distance between the two of those points based on his legal description that we had put in AutoCAD. Using trigonometry, we can go ahead and figure from that baseline where his other two corners belong. Now we can go dig for them and, and try to find them. I found here in the Bay Area, San Francisco, about 90% of the time, I find the old points, just as they were described in his legal description. Let's say the other 10% of the time, you don't find them. Well, we got to replace them, right? Well, since we have two, we knew where they are. We can use those those, those that trigonometry calculations that we had, and we can replace the other two. Now, only a licensed land surveyor can do that. However, most of the guys that are out doing this work are not licensed. They're working under a licensed guy's um, license. They're working under somebody who is licensed, in other words. So they find it. They call up the licensed guy that's working on the project and says, Hey, look, we found these two points. You want me to set the other two? And usually we'll say, yes, go ahead and set the other two points. Here's my Here are my tags, right? So a tag is usually you'll see a yellow plastic cap with an LS number on it. Mine say LS9506. You'll find other ones out there that might say RCEC, which is a registered civil engineer. 
Um, and you'll see ones that say LS or RLS or PLS. Those are all licensed land surveyors. Um, the differences are, are the RCECs, which are civil engineers. And in the state of California, anybody that had their license in civil engineering pre-1982 were allowed to practice surveying. So they actually were able to set those and do the legal descriptions themselves. But in, anyways, for our case, got a piece of land. It's 20 acres. We need to know the boundaries so that we can put up a fence on the west line. Let's go ahead and set the other two corners. We, we flag up the two that we find. We'll set the two with new pins that we find. We mark it out for, for the, the farmer to go ahead and put his fence up. Cool. Job's done, right? Farmer's happy. He knows where his line is. He can build his fence. He's all good. Well, that's where our interaction with the public ends. And then what we have to do is something that's called a corner record or a record of survey. In the state of California, we found two points that were of record. And um, we set two points that were not of record. We could do a corner record if they were mapped before. Well, they weren't mapped before. They were part of a legal description. So we're going to have to do a record of survey. It's an actual map that we we draw out and we submit to the county so that it tells the county exactly what we did and where we set these points. It'll become public record. It's important to know because when you when you get into that and a surveyor tells you, hey, look, you, you don't have a mapped piece of property here. It, it's only a legal description. And by law, we have to do this. And it's not, it's not cheap. It's expensive. And, and I understand that, you know, it could cost, cost upwards of, you know, five six thousand dollars for a piece of paper to be recorded into the into the county and it goes through multiple reviews and not just the surveyor that worked on the project is going to look at this but the county surveyor is also going to look at it county engineer sometimes will look at it and then the county recorder has to look at it and actually record it into apn number or a parcel number so that he he can get accurate land descriptions and things like that for tax purposes. So that's what surveyors do on a day-to-day basis where we're making measurements, we're translating, we're translating plans from engineers to the real world on the ground. And for most of homeowners who are out there, we're, we're describing their land. We are um, measuring their land and we are helping record their land exactly where it is the most famous of surveyors that everybody knows of but aren't don't really know are the rope stretchers of egypt so they did the exact same thing for the pharaoh like we do for the county assessor right they would go out and they'd measure with the ropes with knots tied in them and things like that and they'd actually use trigonometry they would measure the farmland and the farmer would owe taxes to Pharaoh based on the amount of land they had. Every time the Nile flooded, well, the Pharaoh didn't want to not receive his taxes because now the land's flooded. Well, the Pharaoh would go, well, how much land did the guy have? Well, he had 20 acres. Well, go give him 20 acres over there. So the rope stretchers would go out there where the surveyors, they'd go out and they'd 
make 20 acres and say, tell the farmer, there it is. There's your 20 acres. It's been staked out for you. You still owe the pharaoh that amount of taxes. So it's been going on for a very long time. It's it's a not only did the Egyptians use it, the the Romans did to build roads, as you see our guys out on the side of the road. Um, they would do the same thing. They would measure out the roads and the aqueducts in ancient Rome. We do the same thing. We we do a lot of of the same thing. Um, that's the science behind it of it the art the art behind surveying well it's an art form not everybody can do it it can be challenging it's physical you're you're making maps and and that's an art form in and of itself i've been drafting for a very long time in my life anybody that knows me i've I've been drafting since i was about 14 i learned how to board a draft by hand before i was even allowed to touch a computer and that in, in and of itself is an art learning how to communicate that on paper and learning how to clearly draft something up so there's no question as to what it is you're looking at is a true art form. I have um, seen many plans come across my my table as a surveyor and I just shake my head. (laughs) You know, the guy just didn't clearly mark what he wanted the engineer did and i'm having to interpolate or interpret what he wants and um, put it on the ground sometimes i'm right sometimes i'm wrong um but you know it's an art form trying to figure that out um there's other reasons it's an art form running the equipment is an is a pure art it's technical and it's an art learning how to operate it smoothly and efficiently and understanding the limitations of it Every piece of equipment is different. We use multiple pieces of equipment. We use traditional pieces of equipment to state-of-the-art pieces of equipment. So we got to be very versed in all of it. When I'm talking about GPS units that are sub-centimeter, we'll we'll talk about what those are. We're talking about total stations that can measure to the, you know, thousandth of an inch. We're talking about levels that same thing one ten thousandth of a foot accuracy of on a level and we're running miles of it um we're talking tape measures survey rods and prisms and survey bubbles and all the different things that go into it and it's very easy to get caught up in and all that and make it go awry really fast and it, and it's a true art form when you can bring all of that together and create a cohesive survey and, and make it all work together. So anyways, <laughs> I don't know how much I can keep going on and on and on. And we can get into a lot of little nuances of surveying. Um, but what I want you guys to get from this is surveying is an art form. And it's a science. It's not magic. We use a lot of math. We're translating the plans that you see that have been developed by engineers, other surveyors, architects. And we are putting them into real life we're putting them onto the ground and there's a process behind that and that process is very heavily um, mathematically based um, there's an art form to it and, and that art form is kind of starting to die out um, because of how technical we're getting with things and that's one thing I want to discuss um, most of you who are homeowners your main 
your your main interaction with with surveyors are going to be the the guy you see on the side of the road. You know, looking through the total station, looking through his instrument, with a guy holding the staff on the other end. It's, unless you own a larger piece of property, then you're going to have more interaction with a surveyor. Um, that the surveyor will be a key part of you planning out anything you do with your your larger piece of property. He will the surveyor will help you. You just got to ask him. Find what you need. Um, most guys that own large ranches out here in California, the vineyards, um, even, you know, the army bases, they all have large, vast pieces of land and they employ surveyors to help them market and show it where it actually is and then describe it and what we would say memorialize or record it with the county so that we know exactly where it is for other surveyors to follow in our footsteps. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Hope you learned something new about land surveying. Don't forget, push subscribe. Check out our Facebook page. I will be posting more about what we discussed today there. Check it out. And I hope to see you on the next one. Go out there and survey my junkies.